Like so many in the LGBTQ community, coming out wasn't an easy thing to do. You can be whatever you want, no matter who you are. You can still be a great basketball player and be gay. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I think that the best part for me has been being on TV as my true self. You wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. What Way Out, the international LGBTQ radio magazine. I'm Lucia Chappelle. Marriage equality freezes in Peru, Spain and Scotland improve trans lives, and queer characters capture the spirit of 2022. All that and more this week because you've discovered This Way Out. I'm John Dyer V. And I'm Sarah Montague. With News Wrap. A summary of some of the news in or affecting LGBTQ communities around the world for the three weeks ending January 7, 2023. Marriage equality in Peru is now in the legislative freezer, as they say in Spanish. The Congressional Justice and Human Rights Committee decided to archive an equal marriage bill on January 4th and to continue analyzing a proposal for civil unions. The committee failed to distinguish between civil unions and equal marriage. It argued that Peru is a Roman Catholic country and that there is a natural law that must be honored. As the Peruvian news outlet Mano Alzada notes, that definition was ruled out by law a couple of centuries ago. The Ombudsman's Office warned that choosing civil unions over civil marriage could create more stigma towards those it purports to protect. There's no indication as to whether either proposals will be defrosted. A binational lesbian couple has won the reinstatement of their marriage in the Taipei High Administrative Court. One of the women is from Taiwan, the other from Hong Kong, and they were legally wed in the United States. They registered their marriage not long after Taiwan's parliament approved marriage equality legislation in May 2019. A subsequent Interior Ministry directive denied recognition to the legal marriages of Taiwanese citizens and their foreign same-gender partners if the partner's home country would not recognize it. That put their marriage legally asunder. The Taiwan Alliance to Promote Civil Partnership Rights counts more than 500 similar queer Taiwanese citizens and their binational partners who have been prevented from marrying. The same court has supported similar petitions from four other binational couples involving foreign partners from Macau, Malaysia, Japan, and Singapore since March of 2021, as Taiwan's Central News Agency reports. Activists have been lobbying the government ever since marriage equality was originally approved to include all queer binational couples in current marriage equality laws. Israel's parliament elected its first out gay speaker by a landslide vote on December 29th of 63 to 5. But curb your enthusiasm. Right-wing Likud party MP Amir Ohana is a close ally of newly re-elected Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, whose coalition government may be the most religiously hardline in Israel's history. Ohana told fellow lawmakers that the incoming government would do nothing to infringe on LGBTQ plus rights, and that the Knesset, under the leadership of this speaker, won't hurt them or any other family, period. 
However, Netanyahu remains under the cloud of a corruption investigation and will be ruling with some ultra-nationalist and anti-queer parties, including an alarming number of virulently homophobic cabinet ministers. Some of them even turned their backs on Ohana as he was making his maiden speech as speaker, particularly when he introduced his spouse and children who were seated in the chamber. One of them was new Deputy Prime Minister Avi Maoz, leader of the far-right Nome Party. He's compared LGBTQ equality advocates to Nazis. Netanyahu had to form his coalition government by acceding to demands from the farthest right religious parties. Some of them appear to roll back anti-discrimination protections for LGBTQ people in the provision of goods and services. Incoming National Missions Minister Orit Struk is a member of the far-right Religious Zionism Party, He's already suggested that healthcare providers will soon be able to refuse to treat LGBTQ plus patients on religious grounds. Others in Netanyahu's Likud party have called for the restoration of conversion therapy, which was banned by the previous government. Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva officially returned as Brazil's president on New Year's Day. Controversial money laundering scandals during his 2003-2010 administration drove him from office. The nation's highest court eventually ordered his release after he spent two years in prison. Lula has voiced general support for LGBTQ rights. He bypassed mentioning the name of his right-wing Liberal Party predecessor, the notoriously misogynistic, anti-queer, racist, COVID-denying Jair Bolsonaro, the new leftist Workers' Party president referred to those years as one of the worst periods in Brazilian history and an era of darkness, uncertainty, and great suffering. But this nightmare is over. Bolsonaro is the first Brazilian president in some 30 years to lose a re-election bid. True to form as the Trump of the tropics, he skipped Lula's inauguration and went to Florida. As we go to press, Bolsonaro's supporters are storming into Congress over false claims of election fraud. Lawmakers in Spain and Scotland approved bills to improve the rights of transgender people on the same day, December 22nd. Spain's sweeping legislation allows anyone 16 years old or more to change the gender marker on their government ID card with a simple declaration. It also allows 14- and 15-year-olds to change gender with parental consent. 12- and 13-year-olds can do so with parental consent and court approval. The bill that passed in the lower chamber of Spain's parliament in late December is expected to be approved within weeks in the Senate. Trans people in Scotland, aged 16 and over, will now be able to change their legal gender without a legal diagnosis of gender dysphoria. The law also reduces the requirement that an applicant has lived in their new gender from two years to three months for trans people 18 and over, or six months for 16 and 17-year-olds. An additional three-month reflection period for all applicants gives the person the chance to reverse course. Scotland's bill may pressure the British government to follow suit, or UK lawmakers may move to block it from getting royal assent. The 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has upheld a Florida school district's discriminatory policy on sex-segregated campus facilities. It ruled on December 30th that requiring transgender students to use changing rooms and bathrooms based on their birth certificate gender is perfectly legal. A three-judge panel of the court had found the restrictions to be unconstitutional. However, the Republican-dominated full court disagreed 7-4 to four along political party lines. The majority opinion cited the importance of privacy for school students and staff.
Judge Jill Pryor countered in her dissent that it disregards evidence that the majority does not contest, that gender identity is an immutable biological component of a person's sex. A trans male high school student in the case was represented by Lambda Legal. The advocacy group's response said, We will be reviewing and evaluating this dangerous decision. The next move is uncertain. As currently constituted, the U.S. Supreme Court seems unlikely to support transgender rights. Lawmakers in war-ravaged Ukraine unanimously approved an LGBTQ-inclusive media regulation bill in mid-December that bans hate speech and incitement, this according to the Washington Blade. Subsequent reports indicate that the regulations signed by President Volodymyr Zelensky on December 29th are facing harsh criticism for opening the door to censorship and posing a serious threat to press freedoms. It's been illegal to discriminate in employment based on sexual orientation or gender identity in the country since 2015. Zelensky has voiced support for a civil unions bill for same-gender couples. Any real progress, of course, awaits the end of Vladimir Putin's unprovoked Russian invasion of the country. Islamic police in the northern Nigerian city of Kano arrested 19 Muslims in a late December raid on a gay wedding. The couple they were celebrating fled before taking their vows, and authorities say they're still being hunted. The northern part of Africa's most populous nation is governed by an Islamic legal system in parallel with secular law. Private, consensual, adult, same-gender sex is outlawed under both legal systems, including in the mostly Christian southern part of Nigeria. Fifteen males and four females were detained, some described as cross-dressers. A police spokesman said that they would undergo counseling instead of being sent to prison. He said that 18 people who attended a similar wedding ceremony last year were released after promising in writing to change their lifestyle. Finally, Long Beach, California Mayor Robert Garcia expressed his sincere patriotism during his victory speech on November 8th following his election to the U.S. House of Representatives. We live in the best country on earth, a democracy that we should cherish, that we should love, and we should uplift. I'm very grateful to all of you. I'm grateful to my family, to Matt, to all of you for being here. Let's have a very good night. It's going to be a great day for America. Love you. Thank you so much. Garcia was five when his family emigrated from Peru. He took the oath of office to become the first out gay immigrant in Congress in a wee-hour mass swearing-in on January 7th, after infighting within the slim Republican majority finally allowed a Speaker of the House to be elected. The 45-year-old Garcia announced what he'd have with him for the occasion. Along with a copy of the U.S. Constitution, instead of the traditional Bible, he named three items that mean a lot to me personally, a photo of my parents who I lost to COVID, my citizenship certificate, and an original Superman number one from the Library of Congress. Garcia is a self-described comic book nerd and said he was astonished by the library's extensive collection. He wanted to include the rare comic book in his swearing-in ceremony because, as a young immigrant, reading Superman comics was one of the ways he learned to read and write English. That's News Wrap, global queer news with attitude for the three weeks ending January 7, 2023. Follow the news in your area and around the world. An informed community is a strong community. News Wrap is written by Greg Gordon, edited by Lucia Chappelle, produced by Brian DeShazor, and brought to you by you. Thank you. Help keep us in ears around the world at thiswayout.org, where you can also read the text of this newscast and much more. For This Way Out, I'm John Dyer V. 
stay healthy. And I'm Sarah Montague. Stay safe. Visibility is the key to success of the lesbian and gay movements for civil rights protections. Hi, I'm Urvashi Vad. Listen to This Way Out, one of our most visible and articulate voices for our lesbian and gay communities. Our listeners support This Way Out in many ways. By subscribing to our e-newsletter. Email us at info at thiswayout.org. And through your financial contributions to our program. More information about how you can give is online at thiswayout.org. Thank you. There were high-profile coming-outs and outstanding achievements for queer people, allies, and even the animated. Here's a sample of the interesting array of unique individuals who characterized the queerest news of 2022. It's all right. You may all come out. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre brought her special rainbow flare to the White House briefing room on October 11th. Today is National Coming Out Day, and so I wanted to start by sharing my own coming out story. Like so many in the LGBTQ community, coming out wasn't an easy thing to do. My family was traditional and conservative. Being gay in my family wasn't something that you mentioned out loud or celebrated. But my family, like many, many other families, grew to accept who I was. They saw that who I loved didn't change who I was as a person. It didn't change the things I liked to do. And it didn't change the goals I had for my life. The beauty of America is its freedoms and the promise that you can achieve your dreams, no matter your race, sex, country of origin, sexual orientation, or gender identity. This is something we continue to strive toward and fight for, particularly as we continue to see a wave of anti-LGBTQ legislation across the country. And it's why I'm so honored to serve the President and the First Lady, who have stood with the LGBTQ community for many years. And we are thinking about those who are coming out or those who are thinking about coming out. And we are here for you. And we will uh, continue to support you. Thank you. Listen. Do you want to know a secret? Professional basketball has its second proudly gay player. Former University of Kentucky center Isaac Humphreys is now a Melbourne United big man. His social media post coming out to his teammates this week makes him an even bigger man. Humphreys describes his despair in the closet. He attempted suicide before coming to terms with his identity. Now he's shooting to help others around the world who are struggling. That's my goal behind this. Uh, make sure people know that you can be whatever you want, no matter who you are or what you do. You can be big ice and be gay, and you can still be a great basketball player and be gay. You can do whatever you want. It has nothing to do with your sexuality or who, who you are or who you're meant to be or who you're expected to be. I just want to be myself. I've discovered this is my purpose in life, and I'm going to give it my best go. 
His coaches and teammates responded positively, and Humphreys' coming out has been almost universally praised. The 24-year-old Humphreys is averaging 12 points and 5.5 rebounds. He leads Australia's National Basketball League with 1.9 blocks per game. U.S. Supreme Court nominee Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson patiently explained rights and wrongs this week as she was grilled by Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee during her confirmation hearings. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn veered away from judicial matters altogether in her transphobic rant. She tried to use Judge Jackson's position on the board of a local private school against her. With Georgetown Day School, I found it astounding that it teaches kindergartners that they can choose their gender. Do you agree that our schools should teach children that they can choose their gender? Senator, I'm not making comments about what schools can teach. Let me me ask you this then. Uh, Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N- not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The, of- the fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha! Marsha Blackburn, that is, one of the Republican senators hurling hogwash at U.S. Supreme Court nominee Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson. In the category All-Time Jeopardy Greats, she's the first woman to win over a million dollars and the first trans woman to qualify for the Tournament of Champions. You won if your answer was, who is Amy Schneider? Schneider's 40-game streak makes her second only to current alternating host Ken Jennings and fourth in cash winnings. Schneider talked about her success with George Stephanopoulos on ABC TV's Good Morning America. You say you never expected this, but when you were young, you were voted most likely to be on Jeopardy. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I was I was good in school. I, I, you know, I got good grades. I won the spelling bee. So, you know, I did expect to be on Jeopardy and, and to do all right. Just never expected to, to do quite this well. What's been the best part of the experience? Um, you know, I think that the best part for me has been being on TV as my, my true self, expressing myself and representing the entire community of, of trans people um, and just kind of showing a thing that maybe some people have seen of just being a smart, confident woman and just doing something super normal like, like being on Jeopardy. <laughs> With everyone talking about Disney's new Black Little Mermaid, you may have missed another groundbreaking venture in kiddiversity. Long-running UK children's TV show Peppa Pig introduced its first same-gender couple in early September. 
Peppa's classmate, Penny Polar Bear, tells Peppa, I'm Penny Polar Bear. I live with my mummy and my other mummy. One mummy is a doctor and one mummy cooks spaghetti. I love spaghetti. The show targeting preschoolers with messages about friendship, cooperation, and feelings has been on Britain's Channel 5 for the past 18 years. According to producer Entertainment One, it's been translated into more than 40 languages. A petition calling for the introduction of a queer family on the show drew almost 24,000 signatures in Britain in 2019. That was also the year that the popular U.S. children's cartoon show Arthur featured the marriage of Arthur's teacher, Mr. Ratburn, to his male partner. Although there has been the expected backlash on social media and some uncomfortable moments on the BBC, most people cheered Peppa Pig's animated advance. Safe Schools Alliance is an organization that works for equality among educators in the UK. Its celebratory tweet said, Really nice to see age-appropriate representation of same-sex couples on Peppa Pig with Penny and her two mummies. Someone on social media simply wrote, how cool is this? What this could be to We're coming after you You're gonna solve that mystery I see you Scooby-Doo The trail leads back to you What this could be to Velma Dinkley is out of the closet. Scooby-Doo fans have long speculated about the sexual orientation of the oversized dog detective's young human companion. The October 4th worldwide release of the popular animated TV and movie franchises Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo has the entertainment world and right-wing media all abuzz. The director of a live-action version of Scooby-Doo says that he lobbied for a lesbian Velma years ago but failed to get approval. The ice is finally broken when Velma first sets eyes on the alluring but notorious crime syndicate leader Coco Diablo. Jinkies. She later confides in fellow amateur sleuth Daphne. I didn't know convicted felons were your type. What? Huh, type? Me? Please. Who has time for a, a type? We have our work cut out for us, and I am focused like a laser on... Okay, who am I kidding? I'm crushing big time, Daphne. What do I do? What do I say? Of course, far-right naysayers went bonkers. <laughs> while most of the world celebrated. Type Velma, or Velma Dinkley, into a Google search bar and you'll be greeted by falling confetti and rainbow flags. HBO's Velma is an adult origin story spinoff set to debut in 2023, with a 10-episode first season. Its star-studded cast features lesbian icons Jane Lynch and Wanda Sykes, and South Asian performer Mindy Kaling in the title role. Kaling says, I think we can handle a brown Velma. I'm the M&M's Plain Chocolate Center. I'm a southern peanut, roasted to a golden tan, drenched in milk chocolate. Then, then we're, we're both covered, covered with thin candy shells, so there's no chocolate mess. Remember, the milk chocolate melts in your mouth, not in your hand. If you've ever wondered what turns Fox News' homophobic pro-authoritarian little Lord Fauntleray on, Tucker Carlson has come out as a cantyphile. The announcement that the cartoon M&M's characters were being redesigned to make them more inclusive sent Tucker into a sugar rage, especially the changes to Ms. Brown. Larissa Murray is the Ms. Green voice actress. She gave the yellow journalist something to chew on during an interview with TMZ. 
with these changes that they're making with the M&Ms and the green M&M in particular, I think you can be everything. You can wear trainers and you can maybe be non-binary and still be considered sex. You know, I think we are hopefully a little bit more woke nowadays than we were 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And I just think that we have to embrace it and move forward with it. I think it's a good thing. The other big change is that the brown M&M has, quote, transitioned from high stilettos to lower block heels. Also less sexy. That's progress. M&Ms will not be satisfied until every last cartoon character is deeply unappealing and totally androgynous. Until the moment you wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. That's the goal. When you're totally turned off, we've achieved equity. They've won. That guy needs to chill out. I just think everybody is having to be a little bit more open-minded nowadays. And I think change is a good thing. And I think we should change and we should move forward. And I think this is the way of doing it. I think that um, M&M's, you know, being more inclusive, I think that is the way forward. want to have a drink with any one of them. Those were some of the headline makers who were change makers in 2022. But the vast majority of change makers never make the headlines. There's no real change without everyday people who rise to the occasion when equality is on the line and the people in the streets around the world who raise their voices. Are you thrilled about it? I went from being extremely sad to being extremely angry. Furious and extremely disappointed. They want us to cancel every single event. Everyone is different and everyone is not bad. To me it seems a little coincidental. They know we're not child abusers. They become suicidal. People who hate me just because I exist. They're going to learn about the kinds of people that try to erase whole groups of people. Society is becoming more diverse. I'm thinking, what's wrong with Japan? I love that I can go around and I can walk and it's safe and it's fun and it's a lot of people and everybody's smiling. It's just so good. Gentlemen, I'm not afraid of you anymore. And so I will not be quiet anymore. This is the personal decision to live or to stay and to fight. We choose pride.
Thanks for choosing This Way Out, brought to you by the nonprofit Overnight Productions. News Rappers reported this week by John Dyer V and Sarah Montague, produced by Brian DeShazer. This week's 2022 Queer News Review reporters included Greg Gordon, John Dyer V, and David Hunt. Barbara Streisand, The Beatles, The Bee Gees, Donna Summer, David Bowie, and Emma's Revolution with Reggie Harris performed some of the music you heard. Kim Wilson composed and performed our theme music. This Way Out thanks the Jane and Deborah Cluey Charitable Fund and Richard Merck and Brad Payton of Silicon Valley. This program would not be possible without the critical support of all our listener donors. Thank you. Look for This Way Out Radio on social media, email us at info at thiswayout.org, or write to us at P.O. Box 1065, Los Angeles, California, 90078, USA. For coordinating producer Greg Gordon and all of us at This Way Out, I'm Lucia Chappelle. Thanks for listening online for free at thiswayout.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And on bridgeradiopa.com, Perth, Andover, New Brunswick, 2CHR, Chestnut, New South Wales, WRFI, Watkins Glen, New York, and a wide array of community terrestrial and internet radio stations around the world, including this one. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay tuned, y'all.